Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Nathan Seward. Nathan has a variety of experiences that include working in the airline industry as a pilot, flew all over the world, developed a love for exploration and travel in this amazing planet that we live on. And since then, Nathan has shifted into something that I am personally very passionate about, and that is personal development and life coaching. And he's doing some pretty amazing things with a really fascinating story. Joining us now from New York, originally from New Zealand, Nathan Seward. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you having me here. I only live in uh, places that start with new. That's my rule for life. There you go. It's kind of like building your new life, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, new life in New York. Nathan, I was watching a little introductory video on your website, and you were telling a little bit of your story and where you came from. You developed a love as a child for for travel and for flight, particularly. Can you share some of your story with us just so that we have the context of where we're going? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's a real privilege to be here in this conversation. So thank you for for allowing me to be here. Uh, Yeah, I'm from New Zealand. So uh, for those of you who don't know, it's at the bottom of the world. Uh, It's not Australia. It's about a four-hour flight from Australia. and It's a a different country with a different culture. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's it's a small place and it's very isolated. Interesting, Nathan, by the way. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you said at the bottom of the world. That's all about perspective. That's true. That's true. When you're in New Zealand, you're right on top of the world. Absolutely. It feels that way. <laughs> um, my mother is from Montreal originally. So oh. uh, she left Montreal when she was 25 and moved to New Zealand for a three month vacation. And, uh, you know, 40 years later, is still there. Mm. And we, we spent a lot of time flying between Montreal and New Zealand from the time I was a baby. Oh. And so I think that, that first of all, triggered a love of travel and it also you know you're a little kid flying on a plane you know regularly mm-hmm. you, you you get intrigued and it was back in the days in the 80s and 90s where the cockpit door was always open so i would disappear into the cockpit for hours you know in the middle of the flight as we crossed the pacific and just really fell in love with this mysterious secret uh you know profession called called piloting yeah. And it sort of triggered a lifelong love of aviation. And that's what you eventually went into as a career. Yeah, I was lucky. Uh, you know, my family uh, helped fund that for me. So I started flying when I was very young. I did my first lesson when I was 12. Uh, I flew solo when I was 16. got my private license at 17. And then when I left school at 18, became a, a commercial pilot. And so... You know, to say wow. an obs- it was an obsession would be an understatement, but it was all I could think about. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I, I really just dove into it. It was a childhood dream and just I, I never, I just never thought that I would be doing anything else. So right. I ended up working for uh, 
four different airlines over a, a 16 year career, flew all around New Zealand, Australia, the South Pacific. And in the last four years of my career, I was based in Tokyo and, and flew all across Asia. Uh-huh. So another incredible experience. So this is a very, very uh, rich and rewarding career. You literally got a bird's eye view of our entire planet. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you've seen any pictures of New Zealand, uh, you'll know that it's, it's full of mountains, lakes, incredible scenery. So I spent, you know, a good, uh, seven years of my career just flying over New Zealand, which was a a great privilege. Wow. Mm -hmm. It, whatever you have discovered that has taken you away from that has to be pretty phenomenal. Tell us about the transition. You're now working with people to help them create what you call an extraordinary life. Tell us about the shift, the transition. What brought you to where you are now? Yeah, well, it's, you know, along with flying, uh, I think you might resonate with this, Paul, that I always had this feeling inside of me that I was meant for something bigger or meant to help people or do something in that way. So although flying was my passion, my vocation, it never left me that I knew there was something else that I wanted to contribute. Yeah. So after a while of flying and achieving everything I wanted to achieve, I came to a point where I thought, uh, you know, there's something else for me. There's something else for me. Mm-hmm. And flying was never about the money. It was never about, you know, trying to find something I wanted to do for 40 years. It was just something that I followed that I really enjoyed. And so it came to a point where, I wanted to start exploring what is this difference that I want to make. And a lot of professional people that I talk to, they say, you know, I really want to make a difference. I really want to make an impact. And I don't feel like I have that in my job. And I really resonate with that. So I uh, ended up having a, a breakup that was quite bad and quite messy and kind of challenged a lot of my thinking and mm. a lot of assumptions that I had around life. Yeah, And from that, the, the silver lining was I hired a coach. I had no idea what a coach was, but I was kind of grasping at anything at that point. Yeah, And not only did he help me recover from the relationship, but he helped me really get present to what the difference was that I wanted to make and the life that I wanted to create. So I started getting into coaching myself and helping people that way. And, you know, if you had a pulse, I wanted to help you. So I just kind of helped anyone and everything do whatever. Uh, because I really had no idea what the difference was. I just wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. And over time, uh, I narrowed it down. I realized that what I loved was entrepreneurship and business. And I loved the vehicle of entrepreneurship and the ability business has to help people express themselves and also make uh, a positive change in the world. Right. So I ended up what I call, uh, I'm not a business coach, but I call myself a life coach for entrepreneurs. Yes. Uh, And so I got to a point where that business really took off and I found myself in the situation where my income from flying was matching my income from coaching and I was basically working two full-time jobs. And so uh, in the middle of 2017, I made the the difficult decision to leave my flying career behind and and pursue Mm -hmm. coaching full-time, which is now what I do. And like I mentioned, as we were leading into this, it has to be pretty phenomenal for you to leave what you were doing, which you loved to do something that's bringing an even more profound sense of fulfillment and purpose, not only to your life, but it's not even about you, is it, Nathan? It's about all of these people that you're able to assist as you've stepped into that coaching role. Is that what lights you up? 
It absolutely lights me up. And I'm interested, like from a psychological perspective, you know, I see a lot of people that maybe get to that point where they fall out of love with the thing they're doing, Mm. but they don't heed that call. They either go into their mind and start justifying and they go, but I've got retirement to save for, I've got a mortgage to pay. You know, the job is not great, but it's close enough. And so they, they get this feeling that, what they're doing is not aligned to them or they've come to the end of it, but somehow convince themselves to stay in it. And so I get that. I stayed in it for, you know, probably a few years longer than I should have. I think we develop these mental habits or perceptions that we stick with and we get far too attached to stuff or routines. In fact, you've experimented with that too. You've, I saw a thing on your website about how you've lived some minimalist principles. Yeah. Time to time. And, and it's just that detachment from whatever it is that that's holding us where we are, letting go of that so that our hands are now open to receive what's there for us. What's really important to us. Yeah. I love that you said that because minimalism for me, you know, I was a minimalist before it was cool before it was on Netflix. Uh, so <laughs> I started uh, minimalism in 2011. So I sold my car in 2011. I haven't had a car in the last eight years and that was sort of the start of it. And the common misconception with minimalism is just get rid of everything, like sell everything, which is a part of minimalism. But the the ethos behind it is remove all of the things that aren't, important to you to create space for what is yes and so you just touched on that so what minimalism meant to me was if i have uh, a big house that you know i only use 20 percent of it and i have two cars and i have car payments and mortgage payments and uh, i'm going out for dinner every night and i just have a ton of expenses the pressure to make that money to pay all of that and keep that system running is actually going to move me further away or make it harder for me to do the things that are really important So I just had the sense and you're, thank you. You're reminding me of it. I had the sense in 2011 of what if I could have this really high income and have almost no expenses and no things, what freedom, like what would come out of that? What would that make possible? What could I pursue? Mm -hmm. So minimalism was a big part of this journey. And that assumes also another piece of this, which is that you get to develop some clarity around what really is important to you. And that's when, that's when I think relationships and, and passion and, you know, what it is that we really love, that's when that can come to the surface because we've cleared some of the clutter that's keeping us stuck in whatever patterns and routines we were attached to before. Yeah. And I think another common thing that I hear is I don't know what it is I want to do. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I would do if I gave up my job. Mm. And oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes I'll look at these people and think you're exhausted. I can see it on your face. You're working so hard. You've got so much on You're peddling flat out like a duck, you know, the feet are going flat out underwater Yeah, um, to, to stay afloat. How do you expect that that purpose or that mission or that greater thing is going to rise to the surface when you're so overwhelmed mm. by your current reality? Right. So, Nathan, you and I have a similar passion here to assist people to live on purpose. We've each had our own journey to get to our current version of that. And it is a journey. Would you agree? 
oh, it's a journey. And that's the, the quicker that you embrace that it's a journey, if you keep looking for the, the end point, you'll keep being disappointed. When you embrace that it's a journey and I'm on the journey, you know, where there's going to be another thousand journeys, you know, to, to go on. And once you embrace that it's a constant journey that makes life a whole lot, you know, more enjoyable. The journey, the joy is in the journey. Hmm. I'm just thinking about you up there in the clouds and you're flying 500 miles an hour toward what? Well, the horizon, right? You're going to go to the horizon. You can't go to the horizon. It's not a real place. You enjoy the journey as you're traveling. And that analogy for me helps me to enjoy life too. It's not that I have to reach some end point. It's that Mm. there's this amazing opportunity to explore a life that that you can love all along the way. Mm. Mm. That gets me lit up. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan, we've opened up some, some cool topics here. As we come back from this break, I would love to, to dig into your mind a little bit about some of the practical steps that people can take to maybe identify what it is and then start doing that on purpose. Are you down for that? I'm so excited about that. Thank you. Oh, Nathan Seward today at Live On Purpose Radio, folks. We'll be right back after this break. Do you dream of making a bigger difference more of the time? Have you thought about life coaching as something that you would like to offer? If you are an influencer or a speaker or a leader or a coach, this webinar is for you. In this webinar, I'll share with you seven important clarities that are absolutely essential to setting up a successful life coaching practice. If you're ready to take some courageous steps to add life coaching to the services you offer your clients, register now at liveonpurpose.coach forward slash webinar. That's liveonpurpose.coach.com forward slash webinar. And we're back. Live on Purpose Radio with Nathan Seward today, who's got some amazing experience. Nathan, it's so fun to talk to you about your journey, which in itself is a reward. The journey itself. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And if you can have that frame, uh, the, the belief that's helped me the most or that's been the most empowering is that everything that happens to me is taking me towards my highest potential. So when I think of that, that allows me to enjoy the journey because I know that it doesn't matter. Sometimes it doesn't feel good. Sometimes negative things happen. Sometimes there's some challenging things that I go, why is this happening? Mm -hmm. But if I can remind myself, oh, it's trust in the fact that it's happening to take you towards your highest uh, potential. And then I can go, I can sink into it and go, okay, it feels challenging. But on the other side of this is, me being more expressed, me being more empowered, me being closer to my mission. Yes. I'm thinking of what you're describing here as a stretch. You know, like if you're going to go for a run, you stretch out first. And it Mm. can be mildly painful, but what you're doing is preparing yourself for this experience. Mm. 
And I have felt that. I think you probably, well, you did. You, you described having felt that when you made the difficult, probably painful decision to leave your career in the airlines and go into something that's even better. Yeah. But you don't always see that in the middle of the journey. Looking back on it, it's easier to see, oh, totally. yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. And it's even trusting that. It's trusting that there'll be a point where I'll look back on this and mm-hmm. it'll make sense. Just trust in that. Have the faith. Um, yeah, the, the, the biggest thing is that our mind can only conceive of what it can lose, what we can lose. It can't mm-hmm. conceive of the infinite possibilities out in front of us. So that's what has us attached to security, that has us attached to what feels safe and what feels comfortable because yeah. we want to hold on to what we have. We don't want to risk that for some, what, unknown thing, you know, just to, under this guise of following the journey or, you know, personal development. That's one of the psychological hurdles that we get to overcome because our mind already has a precedent for losing things. Yeah, multiple. The, <laughs> the stuff we've never experienced yet, we don't have any basis to understand that yet. Mm. And once you cover that ground, you can look back and say, oh, yeah, that was perfect to get me to where I need to be. And I think that's where a coach can be so helpful. You hired a coach that helped you to see some things that you didn't, you weren't privy to yet. Exactly. And that maybe gave you enough courage or faith to, to take those steps to move forward. I'm wondering, as a coach now yourself, Nathan, what what do you advise people to do? How do you help them get out of their own way? Maybe some practical steps that they could take to, to overcome some of those hurdles. Where would you start them? Yeah, well, it's a couple of things. Uh, you know, it's it's listening to the whispers. You know, we, we talked about before, I say like often people come to me and say, I don't even know what I want to do. Mm. So mm. it's creating the space, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through journaling, whether it's going through for uh, regular long walks in nature it's creating that space to allow the, the whispers to come up. I call them whispers. The whispers. Yeah. So when I was in my flying career, uh, a voice didn't come to me and goes, you know what you should do? You should start a coaching business that helps entrepreneurs and you should take them through this step program. And this is how you charge money. And this is the website you'll need. I didn't get a, a download of a, a blueprint of exactly you know, <laughs> the step-by-step process. What it came to me what? is it, you want to help people, right? Hey, you know, I think we want to help people. It's, and it came to me and said, Hey, I think, uh, I think your flying career has, has, um, served its purpose. You know, mm. just little hints. And did I want to hear that? Not really. Those were uncomfortable truths, mm. but it was creating the space and having a coach helps you tap into that to go, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm having this sense that I remember as a kid, I really want to help people. And then a coach can go, great. Let's talk about that. What might that look like? Let's, let's drag that out a little bit. Yeah. Mm. The whispers. I love that idea. And it's not billboards. It's not big, complete instruction manuals. Mm. But they're whispers, and that leads you to the next stretch. Exactly. And you'll know you're on track if you feel the stretch. Yeah. I mean, in, in that six months from the, the time I, I knew I wanted to leave my flying career to the, the last day on my job, uh, the whole time what I could connect with is my heart going, yes, mm. we're doing this. We're on mission. We're on purpose. We're following, 
you're, you're listening to me. And my mind went, uh, what about the money? What about the status? Right. What about all your friends that you, you're going to lose by leaving? Uh, what if we, what if it fails? What if it doesn't work out? What if you make a fool of yourself and you come and have to beg, beg for your job back? Yep. Constantly, every day for oh, the six months is. leading up to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if I checked in my heart, my heart went, yeah, we're yeah. doing the right thing. I have to. So I think splitting those two things and understanding where those are coming from was really helpful for me. Nathan, I run a, a certification process for, for life coaches. I'm a psychologist. Right. I can't train people to be a psychologist. I'm not credentialed to do that, but I can train people how to coach, which is totally different. Mm. We won't get into that whole distinction between coaching and therapy right now. But one of my newly licensed coaches said this as, as we signed her up. She said, I am so excited and terrified. <laughs> yeah. She felt both of those things. Like you were saying, I mean, your mind is going to get into an argument with you. Mm. And then as you check back in with your heart, you'll see that you're on the right track. And the stretch is actually helping you to get where you need to be. Yeah. My coach, you know, from an early stage taught me that we want to be 50% excited, 50% nervous. And that's, that's, where we want to live. If we're 80% nervous, we're not going to take action. It's going to feel too overwhelming. True. And if we're 80% excited, we're going to break things. You know, if you let a dog out, an excited dog to run around the kitchen, mm-hmm. he knocks things over and breaks things, right? Yeah. So we want to have that 50% excited, 50%, oh, we're kind of at our edge. We're stretching, as you say. Mm-hmm. We're, we're at our limits. And that's the sweet spot that we're looking for. That's a sweet spot that allows us to take action. A beautiful thing about uh, what we do, I think, is I don't know about you, but I don't always feel confident. You know, Mm. transformation and helping people change their lives is a tough business. And the thing that I often reference and what I'll say to my clients is I do it anyway. Yes. So it's feeling nervous. It's not feeling good enough. It's feeling like, you're questioning every decision you've ever made and then it's doing it anyway. That's courage. And dealing with what we call the imposter syndrome, like who am I Mm. to be doing this? You ever just answer that? What's that? You ever just answer that question in the positive? Yeah. I mean, who are you? You're an amazing human being who has a rich life experience and you can help to shortcut some other people's pain and cost and, and get them where they could go quicker because you showed up, because mm. you faced your own fears and did it. Yeah, truth. You're still going to break stuff, right, Nathan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if you're at the 50-50, you don't have to be 80% excited to break things. You probably break <laughs> things anyway. But that's part of the process, I think, just getting getting into a different space with what if I make a mistake? Well, drop the if. What about when you make a mistake? What, how are you going to handle that? What are you going to do? It's okay to come up with a plan for that. Yeah, this is the toughest transition for me being a, an airline pilot to becoming an entrepreneur. An airline pilot is all about risk mitigation. We want to minimize every part of the risk we can. It's never going to be zero, but we want to minimize the risk as much well, as we can. Well, there's a huge consequence Exactly. There's lives at stake. When you're an entrepreneur, it's all about taking risks. 
It's about throwing stuff at the wall constantly and trying things and, and experimenting and breaking things and failing quickly. And so, because there's no lives at stake, (laughs) you know, what's at stake is not getting enough likes on Instagram. It's not going to kill you, right? If you experiment something. Or somebody's going to say no to you. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody may say no or, you know. Oh, they will. Yeah. When they say no, like you say. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, that was a a big transition for me is learning to get out of that super risk adverse mindset Mm -hmm. and learn to just take some, you know, experiment and fail quickly. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And thank you for not doing that in the airplane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We've learned enough from our experience that we can mitigate some of those risks. Uh, can I tell you a quick, quick, funny story? Yeah. We have yeah. I just was talking to a friend of mine and you know, we talk a lot about vulnerability in our business mm. and uh, he, he was also a pilot and we were just joking last night about, yeah, we didn't really get a chance to practice vulnerability as pilots. Nobody wants a vulnerable pilot. like as a pilot you want someone that is certain sure confident that goes hey there's a couple of storms ahead but don't worry we've got it under control right right even if you're scared you don't want you don't want any you don't want to see that part of your pilot so don't say that over the pa system exactly so i think uh it's another part of me transitioning into personal development and doing my own work on myself is learning to say oh you know what i'm actually really scared at the moment Mm mm-hmm uh, mm-hmm. because I spent the first half of my life being laser focused under pressure and right. not showing any emotion or not showing any fear. Which I'm sure serves you well in some contexts. Of course. Yeah. And it's also something you have to be aware of because there is a certain amount of risk implied in being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's learning to be with that. Nathan, I've loved this conversation. I think so have I. It's been really joyful. We're on similar paths here. Absolutely. You do coaching. Uh, you've written a book. Um, tell us about your book, your website, your podcast, just how people can, can find you and connect with you. Yeah. Do you mind if I share my mission first? Is that okay? Please. Yes. Yeah. So my mission is to help a thousand people start impactful businesses. And because I believe, you know, I'm, I'm biased towards business because I think business is such an incredible way to express yourself and express your gifts. Um, A business is people, right? And a business is just an expression of the founder typically. And it's also a way that you can have a tremendous impact on the world and actually make a difference that you're talking about about making. So that that's sort of background about why, why I do what I do. So I realize there's a lot of people like me that if I want to achieve that and help birth a thousand impactful businesses, I got to help people get over this fear of leaving their career yep. and help them build a business, have some certainty, have some consistency, learn how to make money and, and feel really confident about making that transition. Mm-hmm. So that's why I do what I do. Uh, so I have a podcast. It's got a really original name. It's called the Nathan Seward show. So there you go. I took my name and I put show at the end of it because I'm, I'm a creative guy. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, every week I interview people that are living extraordinary lives that have made this transition and, and try and dive into some of the, the, the specifics of what helped them. Nice. Uh, and, yeah, a number of other products. We have a community uh, that's for people that feel like they're on their own path, but they just want a, a more of a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a 12-week program that helps people create a plan to leave their career and then create a a mission-based business and have an execution plan. And then of course I work with a handful of people one-on-one for for people that want the full 
the full experience, the, the full, full Nathan experience. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, wonderful. And uh, your website? Uh, NathanSeward.com. Yeah. So go and check it out. The podcast is everywhere. Nathan Seward uh, show and we record on Facebook. There's a Facebook live every Monday. And uh, there's a training that I put together. It's just a 10 minute training, super simple that just talks about some of the elements of transitioning out of a career and into business. And so I'll put a link up there for you guys. Uh, NathanSeward.com slash Dr. Paul. D-O-C-E-T-O-R. Paul. Well, wonderful. Nathan, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and experience with us here today. It's been fun. Folks, you've heard it from Nathan Seward himself. He's the only one I know. (laughs) Good. And now it's time for all of us to go live on purpose. Mm -hmm.